up, guys? This is Dunk in Deep Thoughts. My name is Sam. I'm here with my co-host, Ant and Sir Dill Pickle Dylan. Okay, now, so, <laughs> so, 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 the start of our biological specials, today's Egyptian pantheon. Now, we're going to head to Ant. Can you please tell us all your uh, okay, so I got this chart from the Glen Cairn Museum on the internet. So it goes like this. Atum, I'm sorry if I botched that pronunciation, is the creator god. And he gave birth to Shu, which is the god of the air, and Tefnut, which is the god of moisture, who then gave birth to Geb, which is the earth god, and Nut, which is the sky god, and they gave birth to Osiris and Isis, which were siblings. And they gave birth to Horus, son of Osiris. And Osiris is actually brothers to Set and Nephthys. That's what I got. I, 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 I don't know what Dylan got, so I'd like to hear what he got. Okay, so I, I got oh, so many different lists, technically. But... The the main one that I found is just a simple uh simple one. Uh it is it's from hierarchystructures.com. Uh Anubis is the god of death. Isis is uh the goddess of marriage and magic. Osiris it is uh the goddess of the underworld and the afterlife. Ra is of course the god of sun. Geb is the god of earth. Horus is the god of sky. Bass is the god of, uh, of animals and like plagues. Nut is the goddess of the sky. Chu is the goddess of air and wind. And then Conchu, which is the god of the moon. So that's the hierarchy I found. Or one of the hierarchies. Alright, 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 alright. But I, I was. I would like to say there were are multiple different hierarchies. There's tons of gods. Most likely, a lot of these are right, just with different of the Egyptian gods. All right. So my hierarchy is more closer to ants. I tried to find like the one that uh, most historians agree agree upon. That's the main. Uh, they, they 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 usually call the um them the ne or the and the and did or something, something like that. So it's like nine gods. Uh, uh, I just like what was what, supposed like the main story of like how it like goes down. Then so if if you guys want want them to start start from there, we can do that. Or you guys can just name a guy that that a specific guy that you think is you unique or cool. Um. Well, I'd like to just give a brief overview of some interesting things that I learned. So according to the story, right, um, Ra is the sun god, according to Egyptian mythology. So supposedly humans came from Ra's tears when his, <laughs> when his, when his children came back home, he cried and that's how we were made. I just want to know y'all's takes on that because that's crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So let me tell you what's what, what, what the real, well, it's not real, but uh, what, what's unique about that, right? 
So Gev and uh, Nut weren't even made yet. So like the land wasn't even there. So I'm confused. Like what were the humans doing at, at that point in time? Like what were they on boats like that whole time? Imagine that, like an oceanic civilization, a purely ocean game raft in real life. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, uh, that is something to think about. But so, Conchu is what I, I think is interesting. First of all, he controls the the moon. Basically, he controls the night. But he has several. He has another nickname, Conchu the Cannibal. Oh. You can just get what happened there. I'm not gonna go on that. It, it, it gets uh, gruesome. No, pause, pause. So, does he eat other like gods or humans? Both. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's gotta be a new guy. But the thing that interests me most, I feel like he's one of the most powerful gods. Because technically, if you control the moon, you kind of control gravity in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And he's at the he's at the very bottom of the hierarchy. He out of all the gods, he's the most frowned upon because he has different beliefs than the other gods. He's kind of almost as well, in today's terms, I would probably say, say a fallen angel. Rebel. Rebel. Because he doesn't agree with his father's grandparents. And just to uh, get out of the way, his his parents are Amun and Mutt. But oh, and Moon, nice. being the control of the moon... I'll well, what about you, Sam? Oh, guys, guys, let me tell you. I, I, I got a good one for you guys. Alright, <laughs> we're going to start from the beginning. <laughs> Wait, before I start there, anything else you would like to add? Uh, not on this small segment. Uh, you can go. Tell us your story. So, as we start, Ra, Anum, Atum, Anum Ra was just born into a dark world, right? Now, on the way he was born, I've seen two separate things. There is the saying, or there, there is a text saying that pyramid named Bin Bin. I just came oh, yeah. out of the earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did see that. It's, it's, it's the giant eye, in case, in case, in, in, one wants a, the description, the description, a, a description. And like, it's like, eye rays shine upon, I guess, the space there, right? And the power came out the ground. And then Ra came out of the power, right? So Ra, when when Ra when Ra came out of the power, he brought he brought with him the gift of light or the sun. Uh, as Ra just you know flashing his beams everywhere, he creates the first generation of gods: Shu, the god of air, and Hefna, the goddess of rain. Uh, these two don't know how they do this thing, but they make the ocean right. So their creation. It's also the or coincides with the the creation of the uh, ocean. Tefnut and Shu, if I'm messing up these names, my uh, uh, my apologies, would then create 
will then create the second gym, which is Geb, which is Earth, and Nut, which, which is which is the sky. Now, this is intriguing because in most other pantheons, when it comes to Earth and sky, the Earth is usually a girl, and the sky is usually a man. So, so this is a neat reversal of that. Oh, uh, Nut. Wait, let me make sure. Let me make sure I said the right one. Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah. So Gavin Knight were were forbidden by Ra of making uh the the, the, the third gen or grandkids because Ra foresaw that but that that third gen would take his throne from from him, right? Well, of course, being being you know gods and how they don't listen to other gods, uh, they you know now Yamanana. They made the third gen. A third gen consists of four gods, all of them related by blood. Isis, the, the goddess of of healing and magic, the, the god of evil and darkness, or the god of destruction. You, you you can think of him as like a Loki type of character. Uh, uh no, no, Hephaestus, the, the goddess of death and dust. And Osiris, the god of grain, and the one who would eventually take the throne from Ra. Uh, when Osiris takes the throne from Ra, he does not kill Ra. This I don't understand. I don't even know how he takes the throne. Like it's it doesn't go into deep, in deep details. All, all all like the vids I've seen and the the uh, articles. But Ra is still alive. But basically, what I believe happens, Ra ascends to just in the higher throne, like above the, un- the universe, and Osiris takes the throne over the earth. Now, during Osiris's reigns, he during his reign, he brings prosperity to the earth by creating farming t- techniques. He makes bread, hence the name, hence the name, the, the, the god of bread. He also creates the first walls of man to uh counter the chaotic world. Uh, the, the Festus, or how, how, how do you say that? What do you call it? Neb. Neb, or Neb shapeshifts into Isis, who is, at, at this current time, the wife of Osiris. Shapeshifts into her in, in order to trick Os- Osiris into, saying, ooh, we're laying with, with her, right? Uh, there you create a Nubis who goes and does his own thing in the uh, 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 the un the underworld during the duration of almost this whole st- st- story. So he's like, eh, I don't care, right? He doesn't like the drama. Seth is bad at this, you know, because Seth, Seth was already jealous of the fact that it was. Osiris ruled the earth, but this just tipped that man over the edge. You know what I'm saying? Like the urge, right? <laughs> but but uh, Seth and now this the number is disputed a lot, but it's believed that Seth and seventy two co-conspirators plan to trap uh, Osiris in the coffin, right? So they find out his dimensions, and then Seth hosts a big party. Where he tells all the guests, I'm assuming they're all gods. He tells all the guests that who who are perfectly fitting to this coffin can have the coffin, right? So Osiris, being you know the adventurous guy he is, decides to to get in the coffin first, right? 
as his right because he's the supreme ruler and all that. Of course, it perfectly fits, and Osiris then slams the lid shut, and and the other co conspirators nailed the coffin lid shut, right? But then, oh, then Seth pushes that that coffin into the Nile, and then the the coffin sinks, so Osiris drowns, right? We would be all on the same page here. Yep. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So Isis, who is you know in mourning because her husband just drowned in her face, as you find the coffin, she 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 ends up finding the coffin uh, trapped within some tree branches that also uh, changed the pin painting on the text. As she finds it, she mourns over him. Uh, she leaves. I forgot why she leaves. I don't think it actually states why. Leaves to do something else, and then Seth, who's doing a boar hunt, just happens to find the coffin, and he gets enraged by the side of the coffin because that man's like PTSD, right? But then Seth goes, <laughs> "Watcha, watcha!" Cuts up the coffin. So this is also this throughout the text. Cuts the coffin into fourteen header pieces or forty-two, and scatters them all throughout the land, right? Now, Isis being the, the dedicated wife that she is, I'm all over the earth trying to find these pieces. The other gods pity and they admire her the, the, the dedication so that they help her find the pieces. Uh, Isis and the uh cry and pray over all the combined pieces. The raw, raw sins, and the loop, and the loop has been chilling the whole time in the, uh, in the underworld. Living souls to to oversee uh, the first mummification of a person, right? So Osiris becomes the first mummy. Osiris then becomes god of the underworld, where Anubis begins his 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 job, and Anubis now will dedicate his life to overseeing the mummification of other people. So they may pass through the lands. The, the judging of uh, other people. We'll get into that later. later. And the uh, yeah, yeah, the passing. Okay. Whew, boy, it's <laughs> so then Osiris and Isis make a child. Right, that child's name is Horus. Now Horus is supposed to be the god of light or kingship. It usually symbolizes as a of uh, a pharaoh, when uh, a pharaoh come, comes to power, they usually use like a name. They usually use Ra in their name, or they'll say that they're the uh, the, re- the reincarnation of of Horus. So at this point, Seth's already taken over the earth. You know, the darkness fall, falls upon the land, just why they call Horus the god of light, because he's supposed to you know fight fight Seth for the throne. Ra enacts a court. In order to decide who should rule the earth, right? Now, in, during these trials, Horus and Seth have multiple, uh, confrontation and conflicts, right? The first one is when Seth challenges Horus for both of them to shift into a, a hippo and, and submerge themselves for three months straight, right? You can't come up at all. You can't. I'm assuming they can't eat because they didn't say they could. But they're just straight in the water, water sailing around because hippos can't swim, right? They're too fat. So 
was telling us his mom, ISIS. ISIS. Wow. ISIS. That's crazy. I stab. To stab Seth while while he's in the the, 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 the handle form, right? She goes to stab him and then he stops because she feels pity for Seth. You know, like he just got stabbed in the back. And the the only reason he started this is because Osiris, you know, smashes girl, right? So uh, she doesn't do it, and Horus cuts off her head. I mean, this is where Top comes in. Top Top comes in. The god of knowledge. How he was made, I I couldn't tell you. We're talking about the main line, the main gods. They basically thought that he's like made at like the start of time. It's just like the god with no mom. Or with no, yeah, with no mom. I believe that that's what the interpretation is. But he replaces her head with the cow. She lives, yada yada. Uh, during their conflicts, Seth takes the eyes of Horus, takes both his eyes. He gets blind. He gets help from a goddess named Haftar, the goddess of love. She heals him. He gets his eyesight back. Now, at this point in time, the pantheon as a whole uh, are tired of these two fighting, so they they make them reconcile, right? But Seth invites. Horus to uh, a party, right? This guy loves his parties. It's that people in the back. So he, uh, when, ev- when, when everyone goes home, he invites Horus to stay at his place and then he tries to kill him in his sleep. Horus, of course, lives because, you know, he has a sense of the throne. His plot armor. He lives, uh, Ra hears about this and, and Ra at this point has, has already decided in his mind that hope, that, that Horus is the only one fit to rule the earth. See, cause he's not wicked. But Horus is still mad that he, that Seth tried to kill him in his sleep. So Horus plans with his mom to poison some lettuce with, with his divine I don't know what, what his divine seed is. I just know that's what it's, what it's called. Excuse me. That's what it's called. They give they give the lettuce, the poison lettuce to Seth. Seth eats it. Seth becomes weakened, and then Ra's probably decided he's had enough, and he declares Horus the ruler of the earth. Oh, and uh, he makes Seth travel with him in his sunboat, which is another thing we will get into. All right, guys. Any thoughts on that? So this entire thing was a bloodfest. It is. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Dylan, you go first. Well, first of all, I thought I really didn't have much to do with the story itself, but have you guys noticed that, like, half these gods are humans and half of these gods are animals? Or, like, yeah. animals slash humans? Like, the humanoid yeah. versions of, like, Hippos. They basically are just humans with these animals' faces. Yes. And they'll come in. It's a lot. And I, I noticed I okay. do want to add to that story that actually goes on later on. I was reading because everything that you said, I've also done research on. So, this was goes in part of Kanchu being a. Uh, a cannibal. So, 
Kansu ha- had a darker side in ancient history, right? He was considered the violent, the dangerous god, also known as the cannibal god. He was blood's first deity who uh, helps a deceased king catch and eat the other gods. In the coffin, a uh, text describes him as Kansu, who lives on hearts. Yet, by the new kingdom, he worships primarily as the gentle and compassionate son of Amun and Mut. So he had two sides of him, and while all this was going on, he was working with the king and eating the gods that were weak. Mm. So he's the like of the hmm? <laughs> <laughs> What was that? So he's like a, G- a G- Gemini? Sure, we can say that. Uh, but that's just what I wanted to add. Like, you did cover the main story, but there's so many other things that oh, yeah. go to play that we probably won't have time to cover all of it. But we're just trying to cover the most important parts, of course. But my thoughts is like, that's why I want to bring up Kanchu, is because he ate the gods that were basically dying. And then to the people, he was known as gentle and compassionate while he was murdering Bruh. these gods. <laughs> huh. So, like, what you're saying is he'll, so he'll be, like, at, at like, a feast and then, the, like, 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 a god's sick, right? So the, the, the sick god's, like, in his bed, right? But like he's at the feast going, oh, guys, God, I love everyone, right? And then and and then he goes, excuse me, I have to leave. And then we and then we see him walk into the room and eat someone, right? Pretty much. I mean, that's probably not exactly what happened because he's actually one of the strongest gods. Like he, he is like superhuman strength compared to all like like the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because he does control the gravity. Oh, moon, he's got the moon, so. That also has playing the fact. But I don't think he ate Osiris, though. I don't think he ever reopened that uh, coffin. Because there was nothing on that. I tried finding that out when reading the same story you were, but he never ate Osiris. Because I don't think he found him. Oh, when I was like, well, yeah. What were you, Anthony? Okay, so I uh, I'm gonna tackle a bunch of mini parts in the story that Sam gave to us. So one of the first couple of things that really stuck out to me was the whole primordial waters. That's something really interesting to me because it's not just something that appears in Egyptian mythology. It's actually a recurring theme in a lot of ancient creation stories. And I actually found this quote by Morgan Smith on ancient origins, cosmic oceans, the primordial waters of ancient creation myths. So in this article, he says, where they appear, the primordial waters are cross cultures, where they appear in ancient creation myths, the primeval waters are often associated with chaos and disorder. In many of these myths, the act of creation becomes tantamount to setting order to chaos or in other words, to dividing the disordered, 
watery substance of pre-creation into its subsequent created forms. So in a way, these the ones who develop these stories or these mythologies, they had all of these concepts in mind. This concept that humanity cannot exist in a place of chaos, that humanity, in order to thrive and succeed, must arise in a place of order. And that's another thing that connects to the story of Set. If you think about it, Set is the god of evil and chaos, right? And who was Osiris? Osiris was the god of plentiful and grain. So when good leaders or a good god rules, there's prosperity. But when order and chaos rules, there's just this order everywhere and no one benefits. That's one of the things that I got from the story. I don't know what you guys think of that. Um, well, I actually do agree with you, and I do think it's very interesting. But I, I don't really have a response for it. <laughs> okay, I am breaking over. Um, but one of the things that I do want to tackle is specifically that the war that goes on the gods, like. We've noticed in other mythologies that these gods are fighting just like humans were for power and for strength. And that's probably where the whole most of war started from. Following people following these religions in the like really early beginnings, these mythologies. And since the chaos was comes from the gods, maybe people were thinking, okay, this is okay. I don't know how it was back then, but that's from my perception of how it was back then. Maybe these people thought it was okay to follow the same uh, role as the gods and fight each other. Mm, I do agree with you to a point. It's also more like the gods create or Talking in this context, uh, the specific pantheons created these type of emotions for, for men too, right? So, I actually agree with you. I want to say, I was talking about repeat saying, so that's great. Yeah. And you? No, I mean, Dylan brought up an interesting point that sometimes these ancient peoples. Like they would be heavily influenced because if you think about it, most people back in the day, I highly doubt had the capacity to read or the ability to do so. So they would get most of their information through stories. So if these stories promoted endless warfare among the gods, you would expect their constituents to do the same. So yes, I, I agree with Dylan's point, honestly. Into in today's world, I'll probably say it's different since there was most religions now, I feel like, are single, like God. Well, monotheistic. Monotheistic, yeah. yes. Monotheistic religion. And doesn't really have that war and chaos as these mythologies and oh, war of the gods, one would say. These people are now following different religions. I just want to know because these religions spread off in bands. How did we go from these 30 bloodthirsty gods to a single god or these other religions? Like, I, I'm not. 
truly a religious person. It's just an interesting fact I would like to know. It's like how how did this spread? Who believed in what? Did it start from different points of view, or did it all start from one? I guess that's a that's a question we have to dive into it even deeper in another episode. Even deeper, even deeper. Yeah. You're here first, folks. Even deeper into religion and how it spreads and how it changes and how it evolves. It's not now. So Sam, you asked said, a question. Oh, oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Sam, you asked a question earlier. If we found a god that we thought was interesting in role and in character, and if we wanted to talk about that, and I wanted to ask Dylan if he had any specific gods aside from the cannibal god that really caught his attention, or he could continue to elaborate on the cannibal god. Well, we don't need to say cannibal god. <laughs> okay, so, so look, I don't, there is one more that is very interesting to me, and it's it is um Adam. I think how it's pronounced. Uh or Atum. Um, we have multiple names. He is technically the sun. Like, we, we know that Ra is the sun god, right? The god of the sun. But on things I'm reading, he is technically the sun himself. Like, he can transform into the sun. But Ra controls the sun, which conveys, like, which one... Which one's which? Who's more powerful in these two sentences? Ra or Adam? What, what do you guys oh. think? Well, I would personally say that Atum has a higher role. I, I mean, he combines with Ra further into the story. So I am not entirely sure. But what we can see, though, is an emphasis on the uh, on the emphasis people placed on the sun in ancient times, like the amount of dedication and attention that oh, ancient humans used to place on the sun. Because if you think about it, uh, ancient humans depended a lot on on agriculture. So if the sun didn't shine, their plants couldn't grow. It's not like we have artificial methods nowadays that can help us free, uh, like grow uh, plants even without uh, natural sunlight. They didn't have those things. So the sun like played the highest role in the hierarchy because it gave them the most benefit. Yeah. Even today, we still rely on the sun much more than artificial because artificial, first of all, is was well, still being made to this day, and we still rely on it's not just agriculture and like farming, it is like the whole ecosystem is based on the sun. If there was no light, uh, there'd be no plants, and if there's no plants in the, the animals that eat the plants can't live, and the animals that eat those animals can't live, and it's a whole train effect like everything would perish without the sun, even today. If the sun for example, disappeared, 
we, I, first of all, the gravity would be off, you know, stuff, but let's say the gravity was fine. It would screw up the entire ecosystem causing extinct. Like, yeah, we might be able to stay alive for maybe a couple months because of the artificial plants. But the entire ecosystem that controls, like, the bees and the pollen and the spread of plants would perish. Uh, to your, well, you, you are right, but without the sun, we, we are dead. But to your question about, uh, a tone or do like your injury, or your statement about how like a tone is the actual sun, how raw is the, like, of the sun. I think it's more like raw is like comparable to a hit, to a, to Helios or Helios, whereas like the sun in the Greek pantheon is just Helios walking. He takes 12 hour walks, is why you know the sun oh, is, in the, is in the sky for 12, 12 hours, which is just him walking. It's not the actual sun. It's kind of well from what I've seen. It's kind of the same thing for Ra. He's in his sun boat. He goes across the sky and like his staff is the little circle, so like a little bit radiates off. Which is what we see as the sun. And then after those 12 hours, he has to go through the underworld and there's 12 gates and each gate is, you know, an, an hour, which, which is how they fix the cycle of day and night. Uh, you gotta say, like, Tom and Rock makes like the same thing. There's one's more of a shooting or a personification, right? The Tom is just like, just the, the pure, energy of the sun. He's not necessarily a being. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily say they're allies. I well like but like Ant said, like I think they combine at like some point. They do. They do. Yeah. Which might be how Ra ascends to the higher throne and how uh and how Cyrus takes his throne there. That might be how that happens. Yeah. But and before that, I'm thinking, like, they probably were allies. I mean, they probably didn't communicate with one each other, but they probably relied on one another. Yeah, yeah. I If I didn't guess, I, I'd probably say, like, a tongue gave him the light, right? Like, like or a tongue shines the, the light on, on his uh, his set. Yeah. Basically, they rely on him, but when Ron needs power, Adam gives him that light. I don't know, but I don't know what Rod does from the sun. <laughs> I don't I don't know. We'll do. Have it have any of you seen the name Plutod's uh P T A H? Like I've seen that, but I don't know if you, you guys have seen that. Uh no, I can't say that I have, bro. No, I can't say either that I have. Have you? Yeah, so like he's so there so I don't all of the texts I've seen, like, I've seen his name, like, twice as the creation of Ra. I'm saying, like, Batal is basically just, like, the breath of man. Like, he's just the breath, like, wind, like, air. And it just makes Ra. And I was like, what? Ah, two. I say that. But, um, any other interesting stories, guys? Um, what about you, Sam? Do you, do you have any gods... That really caught your attention, or a god who caught your attention? 
Man, man, I got, I got first one is I would be interesting guy. To me, I would be interesting guy. To do would be maybe that's his up. Maybe actually find name, but it's like as that or as that. Yeah, cat, be cat, goddess, right? Because you know how like the Egyptians worship cats as gods, right? Uh huh. Um, oh, she man. God, well, she would protect humans from snakes, right? This this is weird because like it takes differentiates how like snakes are. Snakes are supposed to come from apothesis, apotheus, apothesis. Have it, have any of you heard that name? Uh, yes. Yep. The infinite so, serpent of the under of the underworld. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was gonna ask, like, is that supposed to be like the devil or like the ultimate evil? Well, let's bring it to other religions. The devil is classified as someone who guides the kind of like Lucifer guards the gates of hell, or right. So I don't think he guards the gate. I think he lives in it. Hmm. So, which can call it like the big bad thing? He's the boss of the underworld. No, I'm joking. He's the big, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess that's the best way to say it. He's the boss of the underworld. Yeah, he doesn't guard the gate, but he lives there, and yeah, he's the boss of the underworld. He's just—he basically—he's always just trying to clap Ross uh, Ross cheeks, bro. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. for real, for real. Yeah. Okay. I feel like since we're almost at the end of this conversation, I said we should have a final question. So most people in, well, when this religion was, uh, very relevant, hundreds, thousands of years ago, I don't know how many years ago, uh, they would worship not all the gods mainly. They would know about all the gods, but they would worship, sacrifice, pray, what, Etc. For specifically one or two gods, what god would you guys worship if you lived in that time? You go first, eh? <laughs> okay. So, I would personally worship Anubis because this was actually the character that really caught my attention. So, this is what I wrote in my show notes. Anubis was the son of Osiris and the first god of the underworld. He later stepped down to give the world to the god of Osiris after his body was recollected. We already talked about that. He then became the god of embalming and mummification. But this is what really caught my attention and would be the reason why I would worship him. His role is that he judges a soul's right to an afterlife by escorting the diseased soul into the hall of two truths. At the hall, the soul's heart would be weighed against the feather of truth, an incarnation of Mahat. The goddess of balance and order. If the heart of the individual weighed more than the feather of the heart, his heart would be fed to Amit, the demon. And this is what I got from the Britannica about Amit. Amit is a composite female creature with the head of a crocodile, the front legs of a lion, and the hind quarter of a hippopotamus. So if the person was evil and his heart weighed more than the feather of truth, then his heart or soul would be fed to this demon and would be destroyed forever. 
But if instead the feather weighed more than the heart of the soul would be sent to Osiris to enter into the afterlife. So his character would be stoic and impartial. So I would worship Anubis because he is the one who technically gives you the pass if you can enter the afterlife. He judges you in this court of all the gods. So my honor would be more towards him. What about you guys? Mm. I was going to agree with you, but I'm going to go with something different just to keep things more interesting. I would probably have to say uh, Horus because he he is also known as the god of life, the god of war, and like the god of uh, war in the sky. Here's the thing. If you were to piss off that god, for some reason I feel like you're fucked. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so I would rather be on that god's good side and I'll be protected by the god of war and the god of sky because thinking about the god of sky, I feel like he can control the weather of the sky because you can control the sky. You can control the weather and maybe bring me some good weather for like crops and stuff and etc. And he's also known as the god of life. So I would follow him. Mm. <laughs> Not me personally, boy. Y'all ain't ready for this one. Y'all ain't ready for this one. Is it the cannibal god? No, oh, what? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, Sam, you can kind of think, bro. <laughs> bro, he's, he's going to want to get a munch at those biceps, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would pick, and I'm the main message man, Hathor. Heather, the Abra, the champion, right? I know, I, 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 I know you are thinking, whoa, whoa, Sam, you, you dog, you, 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 I can't think of a word, but, um, uh, guys, 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 I get to see all the bad, that, that's all the bad, that's all the bad. Bro, bro. What? No, I was gonna say, bro, play the long game, bro. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I, of course, right? So, if Horace, for some reason, is hating on my game, my, as they say, pimpkin, then I'm like, yo, 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 shot, yo, man, it's tripping. This fool is, it's, it's a long game, it's 40 chess, it's five dimensional thinking. I don't really think 5D yes, exists, but okay, yeah, yeah, you, you do you, 5D, yep. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Alright, Sam, why don't you end this episode off? End this episode off? Oh, yeah. Okay, you're lagging and saying you're much, you know, must be bad. So, no offense. I will end this episode off. Thank you guys for spending this entire episode listening to us talk about Egyptian gods. Hope that you'll see us next week. I, we apologize about last week. We had school. Um, we will be coming out with more episodes. Next week's host is going to be the one and only Anthony. And everyone have a good night. Alright, good night everyone. Also, Take care. Also, Follow our social media.
on TikTok and on Instagram at Dunk at- Dunkin' Defense. All right, everyone. All right. Take care. Bye.